What is up? Happy NFL Draft Week, everybody. Uh, we've got a man, he's repping uh, the blue and teal right now, but let's let's run it down. Uh, we are in week 19, guys. We've got the one and only Albanian analyst repping everything blue and teal. So you can say, hoping for two number one draft picks uh, overall, actually. We've got the owner of both super teams. Um, his hair, his head might be a bit compressed on this pod. We still love him anyway. Uh, true trailblazer is House of 03. We've got, by, by this man did tell me to change it, so I have changed it. It's Lou Dort's <laughs> number one fan, and he's hoping for a Corey Joseph revenge oh, tour. It's hey. all aboard their Paranjic Express. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Keeping all doors closed since 97. A kiss from a rose, Lancashire Lamb beer. And finally, season with wild views, opinions, and odd rages. We've got the man, Salt Bray. How are my GMs doing? Are we all good? All doing good. good. Yeah, doing good, man. That's good. As, as we said before, Jordan looks like he's walked in House of Mirrors at the, uh, at the fun fair. But that's all right. We're going to get past that. We're going, well, where are we going to head first, man? This man has a very big day on Thursday. I think he's staying up for the draft. Um, he's got a bit of lag with connection, um, and he's also hoping for the first round pick in this year's sixth man draft, the first draft that we've ever done. We're covering the Pacific. We're going to head to LA, and we're going to head to the ugliest sister first. That is the Los Angeles Clippers, who have been playing pretty well. You know, they're 3-1 and one this week. They're 43-20 and 20 overall, Ed. Take it away. But by, by the way, I'm the only one, only one allowed to call them the ugly sister. You lot can't do that. I'm, I've got them in my house. I call them the ugly sister. You lot, you, I, don't, I don't want that disrespect. So, 3-1, uh, and one, actually, they were 3-0 this week. Are we talking, sorry, are we talking as if the games, the past couple of days have happened or not? Because I'm considering yes, that they haven't we, happened. We, okay. we, yes, we are. It's so, on the dock. Cool. Um, so... I want to talk about, so Clippers, as you mentioned, Alex, they were 3-1 this week. Um, and since we last spoke about them, they went 10-2. and two. And I particularly want to talk about one game, which was the loss. Because, I mean, once we get, we're now in playoff season. So playoffs or anything. Oh, actually, sorry, Alex, I should have explained. So the playoffs is when you do really well in the regular season and you do well enough to make it to like where you can win something. So just just for you who might not understand what the playoffs is, Alex, you might not have experienced that in fantasy. I just want to how's, let you um, know, not make you feel how's, that um, how's that number one well, pick that, that, for the Jags? The how's the magic doing? <laughs> that's, that's how the uh, magic making the, the playoffs. playoffs uh, that's what the magic playoffs. making the playoffs. No, so, I don't think so. Um, oh, actually, that's a good. Alex, that's a good point, actually. So I need to come clean. We had an internal meeting at House Lasku where the Magic were like, we need, we need to blow this up. And the remaining five teams were like, you know what? We got you. The rest of us, we're going to make the playoffs. You go ahead, get the number one draft pick because we understand what you're doing. Go win the G League as well. We'll let, we'll let you go win the G League as well. So th- th- you brought it up. I just had to let you know that was some insider trading, but that's all fine. That's all sorted. But anyway, as we were with the Clippers, um, the one game I want to talk about, Alex, is actually the loss to Philly. A three-point loss, and there are a couple of things there that I think are important to consider. Ah, oh, fuck, I liked it. And there are a couple of things there that are important to consider as we move into the playoffs. So, um, Philly won by three points. Kawhi was out, but um, Paul George was playing and has been playing really, really well. Past couple of weeks, he's been doing really well. And against Philly, he scored. I think it was what? How many points did he have? He had thirty-seven points, nine rebounds. Um, but Philly had Embiid, who scored 36 and had 14 rebounds as well. 
of those 36 points, he had 16 from the three from the no, he had 16 from the three throw line. He went 16 for 18. The Clippers fouled him 18 times. There was a lot of double teams because they couldn't handle Embiid as a presence. Now that is a worry because we all know who knocked out the Clippers last year, and that was Jokic and the Nuggets. So I don't like the Clippers' ability to not be able to defend big men. Um, I've spoken previously about how they struggled to defend uh, point guards and smaller guards because when Patrick Beverly was out, Reggie Jackson couldn't necessarily do that. Maybe that's also part of why they got Rondo as well. So that, that's just something I want to bring up and I didn't feel confident from a Clippers perspective. And also something else that I noticed was that Philly shot 14 from 44 from three. Clippers shot 19 from 39. So Philly took five more threes, but the Clippers made five more and they still lost. So that's also another thing which was like, wow, that's because I was listening to last week's show and Wildy said something. Wildy said, um, well, they shot more threes, so they won. I, and obviously, like, that's just how it's become this day in the NBA. If you shoot more threes, you win. And I wanted to try and find some stats which will tell me something different or which teams win by not shooting more threes. And I couldn't find something specific. But when I did spot that, I was like, you know what? Like, maybe defense is the way forward and not necessarily just jacking up all those threes. Because even if you do do that, there are still other elements in the game that needs to be on point. Yeah, and Ed, uh, you didn't know this, but we are going to talk about Joel Embiid and double teams later in the show. So that's yeah. a really good transition uh, that you you picked up on. Yeah, I mean, like you said with the Clippers, uh, Kawhi has missed seven out of their last eight games, but the Clippers have won 11 out of their last 12, um, as far as my notes go. Uh, PG is averaging 31 points, points per game, five assists, and he's averaging 1.7 steals. He, he does this quite a lot. And he's got a shooting split of, uh, he's in the 50, 40, 90. Yep. Um, and I know that you're a man who prefers all NBA over all stars. Yes. As yep. we've talked yep. about. So which all NBA team should he be in? Where would you Good question. So wh- when you pose this in the group, I had a look and I built up my all, all NBA teams. Mm-hmm. And I would say PG, I would put him in the first team. That will be alongside Luca, Harden, Giannis, and Jokic. I've seen a lot of people, um, so I'm just trying to look at some predictions for what other people put, just comparing against what I thought. A lot of people had, um, some people had LeBron there, some people had um, Kawhi there. I just feel just because Paul George has been there a bit longer, and he does tend to do better in the playoff, in the regular season, I felt Paul George would go in the first team. And I have, I have a question. Are you leaving yeah. out a fellow House Lasku person uh, should Julius Randle be in the first team for all NBA? Good question. I put him second team. I put him second team. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people, I, again, I was looking at some what other people put, not a lot of people had Julius Randle in either one of their all NBA team or either three of their all NBA teams, which I was really surprised about, but Ooh. he is in my second team. Nice. Okay, cool. Uh, any more from the Clippers before we move on? No, we're good. We're, we're, so last time we spoke, so this is like the last time we're going to be speaking about the Clippers. Um, I would like to thank them for their services to House Lasku. <laughs> they have been incredible nice. assets for what we have here at the number one seed. And I bid you farewell. Wow. Okay. Signing off. Just like <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like a professional relationship. You know, he got what he wanted and now he's out. Hey, you got to give you got to give him props for that, right? Let's head to Dub Nation, okay? Let's head to Lancashire Lambeer. You know the door is shut. My man is three and two this week for the Warriors, and he's thirty-one and thirty-one overall. Um, talk to me about what's happening in GS Dub. Yeah, the Warriors. So 
like I said, a three and two this week. They have improved much more of late. Um, so since the last time we spoke about the Warriors, they've gone eight and four in that run. Uh, they've beaten the likes of the Bucks, the Sixers, the Nuggets twice in that time. And their defeats have only been against the Celtics, two versus the Wizards, so keeping it inside uh, the Lancashire Lambier house, and then the defeat against the Mavericks uh, most recently. Um, so like I said, the 31 and 31, I think they've pretty much solidified that 10th spot now in the West. So definitely with that play-in spot now, the Pelicans are a bit too far behind now. Um, so yeah, it's they've, they've, they've really recovered well of late and who else has helped them in, get to that position then? Steph Curry. Man, what a run this man's been on. Um, I yeah, if you if you're talking about I I witnessed it firsthand. You know he beat he beat Philly down. Uh, to be honest, bro, George Hill was his first game. Uh, he couldn't handle him. He was put in the torture chamber. I, he was probably thinking like, what am I doing in the league anymore? Uh, because there was this one move where he set him up and he did a step back, and George Hill was like ten feet away from him. You know. Uh, and he hit, and he just hit shot, shots down the stretch um, off high pick and rolls, which is crazy. So yeah, win to the win, win against Philly, loss against the the Wizards, which like you said is a professional agreement. Wins against Nuggets and Kings, and then ending with uh, a bad loss against the Mavs. And when the Warriors lose, they do lose badly. But let's speak about Steph Curry because this man. Let's just Steph Curry, man. I'm just honestly, bro. I'm just in awe. He set the record for most three-pointers in a month with 85. We've still got days left. Let's just put that in perspective, okay? So he did it with 85. Can anybody tell me, Matt, you obviously have first dibs. Can you tell me who part who he passed to get this record? Um, and I'll tell you this. Well, actually, it's a bit obvious, but this player is an active player. Play? No. I know who it is. Isn't it just him? Nope. Nope. It's gonna uh, say. Because every time he breaks a record these days, it's usually him passing himself. Put us out, put us out of our misery, bro. Was it it's, Damian Lillard? Nope. It's James Harden. H Town. Yes. Uh, Harden hit 82 in November 2019. And Matt, I was also thinking like this is another amazing achievement, you know, something for for his long list when he retires. But what do you think his greatest achievement to date? Is it the um, the MVP? You know, the uh, everybody yeah. voted for him. I can't remember what it's called. Unanimous. Unanimous yeah, unanim MVP. Yeah, I think this, this getting a unanimous MVP, that's, it's not exactly a, an achievement that happens often, is it? So, and when you look back at the end of your career, that's probably going to be the one along with the rings that he's probably going to be most proud of. Um, mm -hmm. he's having such a stellar season as well like he's he leads the um, NBA for points per game now he's overtook Bradley Beal since the last time we spoke about the Warriors since last time we spoke about the Warriors and he's actually averaging more points he did than when he won his second MVP in 2016 he averaged 30 points uh, a game then now he's averaging 31 and yeah he's he's been so unbelievable of late and it's it's the sort of shots that he makes as well. Like there was, I think there was one game against the Celtics. He he was off balance, and it was around. It was on yeah. the edge of the three point line, and it was like a left handed, just like hook shot that he just threw in hope and splash. Like that is Steph. He's he's just that good. Um, he's been that good for the Warriors of late. 
But um, another player that I want to shout out about for the Warriors is Draymond. He's really stepped it up of late. He's averaged 10 assists and eight rebounds over the past 10 games. Definitely contributed to that run. I know that like Ed just saw, I just saw Ed just have a little bit of a, yeah. but Draymond really has tripped, chipped in of late. And he's not the guy that does, that contributes mostly on the stat, on the stat sheet. He, he, he leads the team on the floor in general. And he's like of late as well. He's tied his career high of assists versus the Nuggets. He grabbed 12 rebounds in that game as well. And he actually only scored two points in that game. Two points, 19 assists, and 12 rebounds. That's one heck of a stat line. That's, that's madness. It's absolutely I, I, just, from a, just from a fancy perspective, because I had him in trading because he annoyed me. But um, as I think we've spoken <laughs> about this before, defensively is also like where he just has the biggest impact on the team because he is still their best defender and just the leadership and tutelage you see him giving to the younger players. It's really, really good for the team. But yeah. Well, apparently the greatest defender of all time. Hmm, I'm not on that. I'm not on that board. I don't really like that. But okay, sure. Um, Matt, I'm actually going to have to correct you because Curry is sitting number two in scoring right now. He's got 31.2 and Bill is just ahead with 31.4. Quick answer because, you know, they're both your boys. Bill Curry, scoring title. Who's going to win? Um... Steph, the form he's in right now. Yeah. I think he's averaging like 37, 38 over the last 10 games. I agree. I do agree. I do agree. Any closing uh, words that you want to say about the um, the Warriors? Now, as you say goodbye to them? Only only closing thing on the Warriors is they've done good for me. Um, I'll, take, I'll, I'll take their performance. Like, with Steph on his own, he's managed to get that team into the playing spot. I don't think they could have done much better given the teams that are in the West. And shout out James Wiseman. He did he did um he had a good rookie season, but he's unluckier than now that he's done this, he's injured his knee. So he's sadly going to miss the playoffs. But let's see how they get on in the playing tournament. I personally thought you were going to shout out James Wiseman. Um <laughs> and that's and that's who we're heading to next in Phoenix and in Phoenix, Arizona. You're welcome, Matt. You're welcome. Yeah, Always. very nice. I like the community <laughs> feel, you know, just before we get to the playoffs and things get a bit tense, you know, a bit chippy. The Phoenix Suns, wow, one of the stories of the season. They are three and two this week. They are 43 and 18. They are pushing for that number one seed in the West, in the Western Conference. That's ridiculous. Joe Wilder, correspondent, we head to you now. Um, it's terrific stuff, man. Um, yeah. Just to sort of touch on where they're at. And with this being the last time I talk about, I'm kind of got to push the boat out as well and just say that, yeah, they've got 11 games left. Their next two games, one of them being tonight, recording on Wednesday, um, they've got against uh, the Clippers and then they've got the Jazz. Clippers are one uh, one game behind them uh, and the Jazz are one game ahead. So after those two games... They actually have the hardest schedule, hardest schedule out of those three teams. Although it not be like super harder than the other two, but there's if they win these next two, there's every chance that they could clinch that one seed. But the Jazz have a very cushy record going forward. I will just say that, but it is very, very possible um, with the form that they are on. Um, yeah, this week um, they on three and two. Um, they had two amazing wins, one against the Bucks and one against Philadelphia. 
um, both decided by one possession uh, that the Philadelphia win was Joe Embiid missing that full court baseball lob off the missed free throw from Chris uh, Paul. Oh my God, what the hell was that? I got the reaction time is madness. He barely had time to set his feet and he just like a little hop. Oh, wow, do, you know, do you know what's madness about that whole shot? What did we talk about last week with George? George said, we were talking about revenge stories and he said, oh, imagine if Joel Embiid had a play that was similar to quiet. That literally reminded me so much of that play. It's crazy. Oh, flowers went in. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> but I, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Um, yeah. So, look, I mean, they um, they then they went in, they went to face uh, the Nets. Um, the Nets finally had two of their uh, superstars with KD and Kyrie. Um, uh, unfortunately, they just got outscored. But one thing I want to say, Devin Booker, man, just want to remind you guys, this guy is only 24, man. I cannot wait to, to see how much better this guy gets and the projection of his career. So he's on the floor with two of the great scorers of all time, Kyrie and Kevin Durant, talking about how they can score in all different ways. Uh, yeah, he ends up on top with 36. Kevin Durant gets 33 and Kyrie gets 34. He just likes to hang with the big dogs. Um, and he just, yeah, he's a killer. I can't wait for him to get so much better. Um, and then next game, they're going to play the Knicks. Knicks were red hot on a 10-game winning streak. So, you know, playing against the Knicks is not what it used to be. Um, they've had a really tough week. I've just rattled off all these teams, and yet they've come out with a winning record. So they're, they're doing very, very well. Um, beat the Knicks, and it just turned into the Chris Paul show. He went clutch at the end, just hitting unbelievable shots. I don't know if you guys saw those highlights, but it was absolute, absolute madness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris Paul, man. Uh, yeah, I know I blab on about him, but he is now fifth all-time on the assists uh, on the assist list. Past Major Johnson, he's now number five. He's only 160 assists away from being third. Okay, so, so I've, I've already put money down that he's going to be third of all time, no doubt. And then the, the next two people above him will be Jason Kidd uh, and then, of course, John Stockton. It is very unlikely anyone will ever catch John Stockton. Let me tell you that right now. But second is very much up for grads. If you see the kind of numbers he's putting up at this age, okay, and you think about what Jason Kidd was like towards the end of his career where he was just kind of like luggage, and he just, but he was so smart in the same way that Chris Paul was that he was served to get assists and basically up that total. If Chris Paul was playing like this at 35, he could have at least another four years, but even if the last, you know, the last few years is him just being a distributor and reading the game and playing the right way. As long as that guy can run, he will be on the team. Um, so, I'd be excited to see where he finally ends up, but it will at least be number three at all time, Chris Paul, on the assist list. So it's kind of my my closing point on it. Um, I freaking love these guys. Um, I can't believe I'm not going to be able to talk about them again. Uh, they're just so awesome. I picked them because I love the idea of Chris Paul being with a team that went eight and zero in the bubble, um, and it has not disappointed. They've been unreal. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, We'll see where I finish, see if uh, I might be able to pick him in the playoffs.
But yeah, you, ne you never know. Wally, just a point I wanted to close on. A report came out earlier this week. I, I just wanted to share this with you. I thought this was really interesting. Hmm. Sources said that Philadelphia, when Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers like recently joined, they made a push to land Chris Paul. And the Sixers actually believed that they thought they could have a possible deal. But the funny thing is, is that the interest from Chris Paul, he just said, no, nah, I'm not feeling that. So he literally turned it down. Um, I was going to ask you the question of like, I think it's a, a rhetorical question. Do you think he made the right decision? Um, I just want you to like weigh it up. I don't know what the package would have been, but obviously Philly are playing well, but I think Suns have definitely surpassed I think they're the number one overachiever for this season, I would say. Yeah, um, I think if Chris Paul is the one saying no, then it definitely is the right decision because credit to Bray, I know we obviously joke about Chris Paul experiment. Chris is a very, very particular guy. No, I just know I'm wrong. That's, that's all that is. Yeah. No, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, at the are. same time, there are some people he doesn't get on with. So look, if Chris isn't feeling the situation, then it only would have gone bad. And the only thing, and if it had gone wrong, the only thing people would have pointed at is that he's now 35 and, you know, th this is kind of the end of it. So he had to have, he has to have good seasons from now on. Otherwise, unfortunately, you know, he will be ushered out. But I just don't see that happening as long as he makes the decision he does. And he's so damn smart. He knows what's going to work for him. So I think he's going to be just fine. Um, so to answer your question, if Chris made the decision, it was the right one. Very interesting. And I quickly go into a quick wormhole, just very quickly. If that were to have happened and Chris mm -hmm. Paul were to have gone to Philly, does that mean that Philly is more willing to give up Ben Simmons in the James Harden deal? That's correct. No, Ben Simmons would have gone. They they wouldn't yeah, have got. There's no way. Isn't that, no, isn't that what you were saying though? Yeah. They might have to give up Ben and Joe. Yeah, well, I he, mean that's yeah. the case though. No, yeah. no. But no I, um, Ed was saying but, if they managed to land Chris Paul, yeah, they have then looked to be, be in a better position to land Harden as well, and definitely not because I like Chris Paul got traded from the Rockets. But what after, was the what was what was the trade? I saw it wasn't even that much. What? For to what to get James Harden or no to get Chris Paul? It was the Westbrook trade, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, like, it was, yeah. Weird, yeah, yeah. Weird, weird, yeah, weird yeah, relationship. Yeah. Weird relationship. Chris Paul and uh and uh James Harden. Yeah. Also, it was an excellent point, Wardy. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, I don't fancy playing for Doc. I think that's what it was. It I think that's what it was. Time. I don't yeah. think they've smoothed don't, over the cracks. And Daryl Morey as well, who obviously traded him yeah, yeah that's a very good point good yeah, point right yeah. right let's let's move from a guy who is so sad to see him leave his team for a man who is so happy that this is the last time that he's talking about the sacramento kings the kings though <laughs> he's so happy i would be as well they're two and two this week fair play to them at least they've leveled out this week hang on pray pray sorry kings fans Bray again, you know, being wild. Uh, two and two this week, and they're 25 and 36 overall. Bray, for the final time, bent away about the Kings. Yeah, there you thank, go. Thank goodness. No, no good job to the Kings for anything. Like, my bet at the start of the season was, surely the Kings have got to be better than the Spurs, and they just can't do it. So, no, no props to the Kings. Anyway, um, 
it's all bad news for them because um, Fox is out with COVID protocols. So he's by like far and away the most talented player and it's like not even close to close. So um, they kind of had a chance in there to get the 10 seed. There was a window of opportunity in the last couple of weeks where they edged a bit closer despite playing awfully. They had a nine-game losing streak since we last talked about them. Despite that, they had a chance to get close. They had a game against the Warriors to cut it to about a game or two games um, behind them for that 10th seed, and they lost it. And then all of a sudden, it, it spirals out of control, and they're, they're nowhere near. They're, they're just not going to get there. They haven't shown that they're going to be there all year. And I think it's because their their team is just so, so shallow. So mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, and Harrison Barnes are all in the top 23 players uh, in minutes in the league. Like, There's only 30 teams in the league and the Kings have got three players in the top 23 in minutes. They're riding those guys and they can't get wins. Like, It's such a poorly constructed team. I'm not okay, sure. well, I'll give you a play which sums up the Kings season, right? And Matt, Matt will uh, preach for this. And that Warriors Kings game, oh, uh, Halliburton... Halliburton, he has the layup, he cuts it to one, they inbound the ball, Steph gets double teamed, uh, and then he throws a pass. And it's and when I mean it's straight to Buddy Hill, it is literally directly to him. Buddy Hill, he obviously is in two minds, he catches it, fumbles it out of bounds, and you're literally like, they're giving you a win here, yeah. just take it. And I think that just sums up the King, King season. Well, and the thing about Buddy Heald is that he's definitely regressed this year as well. So with um, Halliburton on the team, he's had less shots and he's actually been less efficient with it as well. So it means his scoring just really isn't there. Um, he is 28 years old now. He's not he's not a young guy anymore. Um, whereas obviously you look at Fox and, um, and Halliburton who are you know, like six or more years younger than him, basically, yeah. which is like, oh, okay. Does he really fit our timeline now? Um, and he earns, he will earn 20, 24.4 million dollars this year for a guy who's, yeah, just not, I, I think it's just a bad use of cap space, in my opinion. I think they would have to give stuff up to get off his contract because I don't think he lives up to it, unless someone's seeing potential that I'm not. Uh, maybe it's just that King's, Kings effect. Maybe guys are worse than the Kings, who knows? Okay. we're going to go from negative and then we're going to go with positive and you can have your closing thoughts. Right, the negative. Kings are on track to tie the Clippers record for the longest playoff drought in NBA history. That's 15 years. That's the negative. Bad. Positive, <laughs> if you would say it. So Windhorse reported that Kings rookie Halliburton gave a team staff member his visa card to purchase a Top Shot pack. Guys all know about those. Uh, when a sp- surprise release was about to drop. So I was thinking, which Kings moment would you like to own if you had a Top Shot account? I've actually come up with like a little short list if, if nobody can think of anything. Oh, what, like historic Kings moments? Yes, historic, not this oh. season. Surely there's some Weber highlights in you there. Wait, no, no, no. You got it? Or do I, I've got a short list if you want. Okay, yeah, go for it, go for it. Right, Mike Bibby, Game 5, game winner against the Lakers, Western Conference Finals, 2002, even though they got robbed in that series. Uh, Tyreek Evans, half-court buzzer beater against Memphis, where the guy, like, jumps because he knows it's going in. Nut shot. 
Uh, and then I've got the white chocolate behind the back pass to yeah. Chris Webber, which is just, oh my, it's disgusting. That, that's it. That's it. Because there's say, no... Can we just have a montage of white chocolate, please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just... It has to be that pass because obviously like we talked about the Kings have got a massive playoff drought. So we really can't have top shots of the, of the Kings winning stuff because they never win anything. So... Yeah, um, but interesting you brought up that playoff drought as well. So in the the, in the the teams of the top four, the Kings are the only team in that top four that are set to continue their drought. Um, do you guys know who those other three teams are? They're, they're about by- to break the drought though. They, they had long, the, the three, uh, so the top four teams who have playoff droughts, three of them are about to break it. Who what, are they? Uh, Knicks, no, Knicks. Yep, Knicks. Um. Sons. Sons. Sons, yeah. Yeah. They were the second. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so, they haven't been in since Nash. Hornets? Yep. Oh, there you go. Great yeah, shout. 2016, nice. they last made it. Trey, give it give me your closing thoughts. Go on, on the Kings. Um let's get out of here. I'm, packed our bags. My, yeah, my closing thoughts on the Kings are if we if I get a chance to pick them again <laughs> or avoid picking them, I will be avoiding them. Because I hate this franchise. I'm done. <laughs> I wonder how many teams you're going to have to say that for. But yeah. Uh, two. Four, just repeat. Four or six. Four or six. No, two. These oh, guys. You're lying. You're lying, bro. Right. The last team. God, the last team in the Pacific Division, which I think we've all enjoyed. Uh, wow. It started so well, didn't it? It started so well for Mr. Super Teams over there. Um, that mirror is looking rather thin. Uh, how's the way through? Uh, the Lakers, if it wasn't for the later viewing, they wouldn't have had a win. Uh, it would have been 0 3, but they're 1 3 this week and they're 36 and 25 overall. My only annoyance is that the teams around them have not taken advantage. But, Jordan, this is your time. This is the Lakers. Um, potentially saying goodbye to the Lakers. So, Joe, take it away. Yeah. Um, kind of a upsetting end, um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, a few tears um, with the performance towards the end, especially. Um, but I think having said that, it's, it's not their fault. They like it. It's not their fault. Um, <laughs> it's something which obviously a speed bump in the road. Um, which a lot of teams have gone through this season. Like, I'm sure you guys have recognised, like it seems every time you scroll through a feed, another player has gone down with injury. And of course, it was like it's time to go through that. Unfortunately, um, it was towards the end of the season. And because of that, um, they have suffered like that massive knock, especially defensively. And I know throughout like this season of obviously, first time recording this podcast I've been saying it's like the players um forgotten how to play basketball I like to redact that statement um probably say again it's probably harsh on them because they've just got to adjust to completely all these new roles in <laughs> short space of time so maybe I've been a bit too harsh with that in those previous statements so I do help my hands George, up and take that back George, yeah? do you know how uh, frequent the injuries have been they're about as frequent as the camera being off in this podcast. That's happening so, many, so much. 
I know. It's just like it's gone to the point where I've been like, oh man, another one? Jeez, okay, snap. Damn. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so um, over the last 10 games, I believe it's been like four and six. Like you mentioned before, we've got that one win and we're 36 and 25 with that. Um, obviously, as I said before, they have been dropping. They're in fifth position um, with that, uh, especially with that defense. So um, when we la- when we first left off during that week, um, they got a win against Toronto and a win against the Nets, which I was happy with. But of course, they lost to Heat in that game. The week after that, they went two and two, lost to um, Celtics, and of course those. Destroyers in the Knicks who are, have been on fire, as we all know, going on with that insane win streak with that as well. Um, win against uh, the Hornets and Utah Jazz. Um, week four, of course, you got that um, one win, thank you, thankfully. Um, but they did lose out to Utah Jazz, um, Dallas Mavericks twice with that, um, with Luca just be Luca with that like I have to admit with clutch players talking about that when I see Luca with the ball uh, with the with the shot uh, with the shot clock going down I'm always worried and scared with what he's going to do because it seems like I know we spoke about Curry but you have to give that shout out to Luca as well with the shots he managed to, to throw off as well with that um of course with that um as we mentioned before, Davis and LeBron were out. Davis has recently come back in. Um, unfortunately, um, it has been a bit of a knock. I believe with his first performance, you saw that with his outside shooting. And it was a case of having that rust and shaking that off. But also, as he's mentioned himself, kind of reworking back into that roster and getting into rotation and sorting out what's going on. Um, with that, he has also been on his minute restrictions. Um, and forward uh, with what I was saying, um, they do have the sets of those easy games. Most recently was um, Magic um, again and uh, Wizards of, as well. Um, yeah, Washington Wizards as well. Um, those games in particular, I saw them as must wins. Fortunately, they got off with that Orlando win as well. So I was really happy with that. But be careful about those wizards, though, man. They they are they're grinding hard. Fair play to them. Yeah. They have not given up. In the yeah. Mavs, in the first Mavs game, the Lakers had twenty eight fouls to the Mavs fifteen. Massive problem. Mm-hmm. The second game, they get outscored by twenty seven in the second half. So they were in good positions. They just didn't close it well. But Jord, we are going to end with the last point. Of the Lakers is that one of mine and Ed's favorite podcasts is all the smoke. Uh, Jeannie Buss was on this week, which was a really good episode, super interesting. Um, She discussed how Kobe could have gone to the Clippers before Mm. re-signing with the Lakers. That was really interesting. Um, And then she also named her top five most important Lakers of all time. So we have Kobe, Kareem, LeBron, Magic, and Phil Jackson. The first question is, do we agree with that list? Okay, Okay. let's, let's, let's decide if we agree with that list. Um, I don't think LeBron should be on that list. I think Shaq, Shaq should be there as well. 
Yeah, Shaq should be up there. For for me, like what you mentioned with LeBron, I think, like you said, we should switch that mainly because my argument with that, it might be too soon to say that yeah. with in terms of the history of like the other players, um, what they've uh, contributed, even though LeBron obviously is there and he brought that championship. But with all-time Lakers, I wouldn't quite put him up there just yet. Hey, yeah. Shaq, Shaq got on three. LeBron's only done one. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, can I say, though, on the whole, uh, I wasn't expecting a coach thing. I really liked that by her. Listen, mm-hmm. Phil Jackson, the fact he came back and helped them win two more is the reason he's on that list. Mm. After Phil left, there was a book done by Phil just trashing Kobe and how he was as a teammate. Yet they figured that out. He came back and then they won two more together. So Phil is big time for that. I think if Phil hadn't done that, Shaq would definitely be on it. And I think the reason why LeBron is on it, I mean, obviously there's an element of recency bias. I do agree with you guys. But he did transform them from out of the playoffs to the championship in two years. So he like like pulled down and just, you know, pulled the biggest rabbit out of the world's Mm -hmm. smallest hat, man. So that's things why it's there. But I obviously, I love Shaq. I wouldn't be mad if he he was on it. That's a good point, Wildy. I think we do sometimes forget um, about LeBron's ability and his work, which he does in the background to kind of like pull teams up with that. So yeah, that's that's a good point. Right, Qu- quick quick answer from everyone. We'll start with uh, Lancashire Lambert. Who is number one on that list? I was having a thing. This is tough. Number one out of that top five. Yeah, Kobe, Kareem, LeBron, Magic, and Phil. Who is number one? Um, Mike. Probably Magic. Okay. Mm. Let's go. Let's go round. Jord, uh, go next. Actually, we'll close with Jord. Uh, Bray, you go next. Yeah, it's, I think it's Kareem. He's the all all time. Yeah, all-time all-time leading scorer, and I don't, how many rings did he get? I think he might have won five, five. or six with them. Five, yeah. I think he like, won five. Or he might have. I think he made him four, and then he won one with Milwaukee. With so I think Magic yeah. won one without. Kareem. He's got six I rings think. though. Oh, six! Oh, then it must have been all five there. So uh, yeah, um, Kareem. Uh, I'm taking this from a like at the end of the day, it's a business about drawing fandom and about who gave the most energy and influence to like a generation and yeah. people. So I, I get all the stats and stuff. Obviously he got five. I mean, it has to be Kobe if you're talking about importance. Um, I, yeah, I, I think it's Kobe. Ed? Uh, I think it's magic. Uh, mix of what everyone's been saying. One, on the court, um, he was the leader of that team. He was the face of that franchise on and off the court. What, when you think about Lakers, it you do first thing people say is the Showtime Lakers, and Magic is the face of that. So I'm saying Magic. I'm also going with Magic, and to add to Ed's point, he was the one who had a meeting with LeBron, helped him get there. So let's not let's not forget that. Oh, can we not can we not big up GM Magic? I don't think he I don't think he deserves that kind of hype. <laughs> did he? Did LeBron? Did LeBron? Also said Lakers going to get his yeah, number because- retired. 
because they're the Lakers, not because Magic had a meeting mm, with him and then did a part-time GM job. What? I don't. I don't, I don't think Le- Rob Palinka is all of that of, of a saint as well. Here, let's, let's oh no, real. no, no. I'm saying it's the it's the Lakers brand and franchise, and the fact that it means he can go and live in LA. Yeah, LeBron will go where LeBron wants to go. I'm with Brownness. Yeah. All right, George, close out. Um, yeah, I would have to agree with um, Matt and Alex there. I'm going to go with Magic. I actually I actually do agree with um, Alex's point there. I was going to say the same thing with so, like, the, G- so the GM point. Fair enough. The way it ended, like, I ain't going to be here. Like, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, and put it in that old style which you wanted. But the fact is, he, he was there and LeBron... LeBron has stated, like, he was like, I'm going to be in here. Are you going to be here? Yeah, I'm going to be here. Let, let's get this done. Even though he had that influence, even though it was there. It could have gone either way. That's that's my point, man. Oh, my boy. Right, closing thoughts on the Lakers. Just say goodbye to them. Go on. Say goodbye. Um, yeah, Lakers. What do I have <laughs> to say? Um, it's been a long run. We've had, had the ups at the beginning and the downs towards the end. Uh, I stuck with you, you know. Ed was trying to teach you over, and then all of a sudden, he's loyal to the Clippers, and he's been been holding their hand the whole time. But you know, um, it's not over yet. Season's not over. Wish them best for the playoffs. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see where we go next. Out for now. <laughs> all right. Well, we say goodbye to the Pacific, uh, and we head into the postseason in this division with four out of the five uh, being potential playoff teams, three locked in, uh, one with the Warriors still yet to go. Very impressive division. I've enjoyed it. Let's take a uh, quick break and we move on to Atlantic. Boom! Atlantic time. The last time we would speak about the Atlantic division. And when we first drafted uh, these teams, there was a, uh, I'd say there's an, Atlantic avalanche uh, of teams being picked and there was one team left at the bottom and we were all laughing, including myself, um, saying that this team is is probably going to be the downfall of this division uh, and the weakest. And we head to New York first because, as Stephen A. Smith said, the Knicks are back. And it's great. It's great for the league. I'm really happy that the Knicks are back. They've been on a Massive winning streak. They're three and one this week. They would have been undefeated if we were recorded on Monday. We were obviously recording on a Wednesday. 34 and 28 overall. They're sitting fourth in the East. Fourth. Ed, how's that you? I think you've never been prouder. It's like a it's like a proud moment of your son. <laughs> Absolutely love to see it. And um actually I was thinking about the Atlantic Avalanche. And do you guys remember the team picked just before the Knicks? I'll see if you guys can remember because it was uh-huh. I'm not say whose pick it was. <laughs> very, very, very last because it looks like he remembers uh, who it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was trying, the Raptors. It was the Nets. Wow. Jordan had the option. Yeah, Jordan was the pick before me, and mm. it was the Nets and the Knicks. I'm like, oh gosh, please pick, please don't pick the Nets because oh my <laughs> gosh, just don't pick the Nets. And we went with the Knicks, ended up with the Knicks. But you, yeah. you know what? It's been really fun rooting for the Knicks and trying and watching their games and seeing how much they developed over the year. And really, really cool for them. So, Alex, as you mentioned, last time we spoke, Knicks were bang on 500, 25 and 25. How things change in three weeks. So their first game after that, they had a two-point loss to the Nets. 
And I think that was the Caden Randall like cry, oh, I hate them, which, yeah, love the kid for that. Um, and then the game after that, there was a loss to the Celtics by two points as well. So they had two very tough losses, one possession games against really elite teams in the East. Since then, nine game win streak. The Knickerbockers are back in town. Um, and then you see you see all the reports coming out that, you know, players are now considering the Knicks and Knicks have become more favourable. Um, so such bullshit, by the way, isn't it? A lot, uh, before the season, there was a lot. Did you, you saw what Zion said. Oh, get away. Zion? That that not is, no, but it's... No, it's not fair though because like the Knicks are doing well. You saw his playing. eyes just light up, and it's like, oh, yeah. good job, the Knicks. Um, I hope you get some free agents. Great job on the season, but let's not let's go, let's go too crazy. <laughs> so, Mister Washington General over there, don't talk to us about the Knicks. Yeah, we're here in Harlem, New York. That's us. You're the Washington Generals, right? With your dead team. Right? Let's not bring this over here. So, uh. Some of those games, they beat the Lakers by 15, they beat the Mavs by 8, and they beat the Hawks in overtime by 10. So they managed to get the game in overtime against the Hawks, then lay on a little bit of a whipping in overtime. Sorry, sorry. Um, and Alex, you mentioned that a bit earlier about Julius Randle, and I was trying to, could I come up with an argument for Julius Randle for MVP? And I mean, I couldn't seriously come up with one. I was like, it, it, I, I tried to like look at the numbers and go deep in, but I was like, ah, no, it, it, it wouldn't be me being genuine. One really cool stat that I did find was... Julius Randle is third this year on assists to three-pointers, which is amazing. Can anyone guess who number one and two is? Jesus. Doncic. Yes. Mm. And the next one is... Trey? Trey Young. No, it's one of Jordan's teams. Barry. DJ. Lillard. Lillard. Uh, so oh, Damian Lillard and um, Luka Doncic are one and two in assists to three-point shots and Julius Randle was third which I think is really really impressive and just shows how much impact he has because a lot of them are two open shooters so the amount of gravity yeah. he has on the court is really really nice last thing I'll end on the Knicks in terms of moving on to the playoffs because you know we're a playoff team um, is I was having a look at pace everyone talks about how when the playoffs come the game gets slower and the Knicks have actually got the slowest pace in the league. I think, so according to the stats, they are their pace is 96.39. And Miami Heat are second at 97, followed by Denver at 98. Uh, then the Mavericks at 98 as well. And I find that quite interesting because all those teams did well last year in the playoffs. I felt Miami did really well. I mean, obviously they made it to the finals. Denver did really, really well. They got beaten by the Lakers, who obviously were a great uh, defensive team. And Dallas, I mean... There were a couple calls if they could have gone either way against the Clippers where they could have they could have gone through. They could have gone through to the next round and Porzingis was injured as well. Alex doesn't seem convinced. Those games were a lot closer, I felt, than, than what went down. The Mavs could have easily made it through to the crowd. But anyway, I digress. Uh, and the two key things I'm looking forward to going into playoffs is pace and defensive efficiency because it feels like unless you've just got ridiculous three-point shooters who are your best players in your team, it's most dependent thing I believe is defense and I'm looking forward to where the Knicks are drafted when it comes to the playoff draft next week oh in a couple of weeks sorry we currently sit at a Knicks Hawks first round matchup and I'm sorry Wildy I need to see Knicks with a home court advantage in that series give me that MSG atmosphere if they are obviously with fans back in the stadiums um, Ed, some points I've picked up with the Knicks. Like I said, the Knicks are back. So let's pick out some key 
stats from their players. You've got RJ. He's shooting 45% from three over the past three months. Massive improvement. He's taking and making buckets in the clutch. You've got Quickly off the bench. He's helping outscore their opponents by 84 points when he's on the floor with RJ and Randall. You've got Nerlens Noel holding opponents to 50% shooting at the rim, which is nuts. He's averaging 2.3 blocks, 1.1 steals, and three deflections a game. Out of those three players, RJ, Quickly, and Noel, who's going to be the biggest factor come the playoffs? So we all know Julius is Knicks' uh, best player and what he does, on, not just on the scoring uh, component, but also what he does by, distrib by distributing the ball as well. And with an amazing front court player, you need a backcourt player to get the buckets that only sort of that's a signature of a backcourt player, whether it's a tough bucket or an ISO play, which is why I'm saying it has to be RJ. He is also their most one of their most reliable three-point shooters, and the Knicks do like three-point shooting. It's not their forte. However, when they do get great scoring output from RJ from the three-point line, it opens up the court for everyone else and can provide them a different element. He's got games when he's gone five of eight. I think one game he went like 11 of... What did he do? Oh, six of 11, sorry. Um, he's had a six for six game from three as well. So that can really, really help the Knicks and really help ease some of the offensive workload for Julius Randle. Say goodbye to the Knicks, Ed. Closing thoughts? I, I, I might not be saying goodbye. I might just be saying see you later. I like it. I like it. Um, good on you, New York. I'm happy the Knicks are back, man. Very happy. All right, let's head to one of my most liked teams in the league, to my most hated. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, you know, wads of money just flashing it around, aren't they? Look at me, Harden, Kyrie, KD can come off the bench. <laughs> to be fair, that was nuts coming off the bench and just dropping 33 like that. Anyway, I'm not hate. The Nets played really well this week and they've overtaken us for the number. <laughs> Sorry. They've overtaken us for the damn number one spot uh 4-1 this week they're 42 and 20 overall uh jord talk about your other super team man not one not two oh, not <laughs> are you talking about your are you talking about your position leaderboard you're not first you're not second you're going to be third is that what you're I'll calm down I'll calm down how, how, how dumb does LeBron look after that prediction by the way yeah, every so time. Stupid. And especially bringing it back to the game of zones. Actually, most people should be happy with one. <laughs> yeah. Some people never get one. Yeah, that's so Um, Yeah, so, uh, where were we? Okay, finally got that top spot. We've been fighting for it. So I am, I am so happy with that. I was waiting to get back in. And the thing is, you know, you know what they say, like, I've been saying all throughout this um, season for the Nets, the issue has been the defense, like from the very beginning. And that was noticeable from the start. And they've gone away. They've improved it a little bit. And then they just said, OK, let's just stick to what we know we got, we can do and got right and just outscore that team. And that's what they've been doing. And. You, you can't knock it. It's been working. They've got to that number one position. And, yeah, they're going forward. Of course, again, this season, story, injuries. Like, there's been a lot of injuries. And I think in comparison to a lot of my other teams, 
they've handled this well. Um, even though they've got like a team of superstar sacks, so it kind of helps it out a little bit. Um, the most recent injury with that, of course, is the Harden injury. Um, so in the most recent games, they've gone three straight. Um, uh, Boston Celtics, Phoenix, and Toronto as well. Um, as regards to the Harden injury, as I mentioned before, um, recently it's been a bit of a setback um, uh, with the injury. So uh, he's taken an MRI and now we're not sure when or if he will turn this season. It's pretty much up in the air. It could be done for him. So we'll see how that looks going forward. Um, again, for me, I would say it is slightly worrying, but again, we've still got the uh, KD and uh, Kyrie Irving there. So we'll see. It just makes it a tougher battle. So, yeah. Yeah. Scary proposition, man. How the mm. hell is KD having 33, 6 and 4 in 28 minutes off the bench? That is mm. unbelievable. That's ridiculous. Speaking of the man KD, uh, him and Mike Conley actually won an Oscar for being executive producers on uh, a best live action short film called Two Distant Strangers. It's actually on Netflix if you guys want to check it out. And um, Joey, ba Joey Badass plays the lead in it, apparently, which is quite cool. Oh. Um, we're going to have a Oscar question later, which is great. And shout out to Matt, who, are, who, who led me to think of this. Which award would you guys give to Kevin Durant if he was an Oscar? I've got a couple of categories, which I think... Uh, he'd fit quite well in. Mm. Best supporting actor? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. That's not <laughs> <laughs> so who, Russ? Warriors. Stop. I'm joking. Um, I'm joking. I, I've got a best original score and best production design. A best original score because the man, you just can't guard him, can you? You just got to hope he misses. That's seven foot, put the ball on the oh, floor. I love that. That's got to be it. That's wicked. Yeah, that is mm. that's really good. Guys, okay, well, we, we, we've decided that. George, is there anything you want to speak about the Nets before we go? You can end with your closing thoughts on the Nets. Um, yeah, um, closing thoughts on the Nets. Um, I would say again, um, they've done well considering I think they've uh stuck to their guns. Like, every every time you read anything about the Nets or updates about the Nets, it's always looking at their defense every time um but they start to the guns they have made improvements in that area which is great but at the end of the day they're a super strong team um really enjoyable to watch and really fun to watch um especially with all the questions up in the air how is it going to work the usual standard stuff so yeah it's been it's been fun watching the nets and uh seeing them progress and finally get that top, top spot um We'll see how it goes going forward. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, last words. We'll see in the in the playoffs if I can stick with them. So Well, the the so, number um, one question, isn't it? Yeah. They might be number one in the East, but will they be number one in the playoff draft? Tune in to find out in a couple of weeks. It's gonna be juicy. Okay, right. Let's head to a team who uh I mean they're they're pretty happy that the season's gonna be over, aren't they? Uh, the, the Tampa Bay Raptors, uh, shocking for from the champs from from two years ago. Wow, uh, two and two this week. Um, 
they actually only played two games when we were supposed to record on a Monday, but they played two two more recently. So two and two this week, and they're twenty six and thirty six overall. They're just outside of the playing spot. But I mean, if I'm a if I'm a Raptors fan, I'm not wanting to be a part of that. Anyway, Lancashire Lambert. Yeah, Raptors. They have improved of late. So since we last spoke, they are six and six. The previous three weeks to when I last spoke about them, they were two and nine. So, you know, I, there's a bit more positivity in terms of this time speaking about the Raptors than the previous time. Uh, like you said, they're 25 and 36. So they're half a game behind the Bulls. However, due to the Wizards' amazing run of late, it's still looking unlikely that they're going to make that playing spot as you just touched on. So what's been the story with the Raptors of late? Um, they had a bit of an iffy run. Um, and then Gary Trent Jr., this was a, a couple of weeks ago, had this amazing three-point buzzer beater against the Wizards in which he rebounded the ball with about four seconds left, drove it up the court and just pulled up and hit that. And that was a great win for them. And he's also scored 44 points on 79, 17 of 19 shooting versus Cleveland. We've mentioned that previously. So he's been a real positive for the Raptors of late. He's he's translated the same stats he had from Portland into um, his form at the Raptors. I believe he's scoring one point per game more. Um, and given his age, I think that's something that the Raptors can be really um, looking forward to in the future. And then they've had some other like weird performances. Um, they got beat by the Lakers and they actually only had nine players in that game. And it was worse after OG Ananobi was ejected after 10 minutes after he performed a WWE-style finishing move on Call of Duty's very own Dennis Schroeder. Um, I'm not, see, not sure if you've seen uh, Dennis Schroeder's in the new Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was so random. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then they went on a four-game winning streak in which they beat the Spurs, Magic, Thunder, and then the Nets. You could argue, though, that they're expected to beat all of those teams, especially the Nets, considering they missed both Harden and KD in that game. And then most recently, they lost against the Knicks, beat the Cavs, and then lost against the Nets last night, where I think KD only scored 17 and Kyrie scored nine, and they still lost to them. Like, that is the most Raptors result possible. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, a mix of uh, mixed bag for the Raptors this season. I think more, more bad than it has been good, considering they are in the East. The point I want to talk about uh, Matt, is that I'm bringing up Ken Birch again, you know, because we, we don't really have anybody else to talk about. Somebody didn't like that over there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Ken, Ken Birch, the Raptors are outscoring opponents by 11.6 points per 100 possessions when he's on the floor, which is nuts. I know it's a small window, but then you've also got Freddie Gillespie, who's a G League player, uh, who's on his second 10-day contract. He's bringing good activity and energy to the team and the games that he's played. So moving forward, which player would you want the Raptors to keep on next year? Not necessarily as like a really good piece, but just maybe like a foundation piece, you know, a good locker room person. Uh, I'd probably side with Ken Birch just because he's a centre and they, they have Boucher at centre, but I think they'd like a little bit more depth there, really. Um, and it kind of, that would allow Siakam to more move forward and it, it takes the pressure off him a little bit. Um, yeah, that's Raptors. I just, I just, I've just had enough of them. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with them. I'm done. I can't wait to stop, stop, stop talking about them. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a breakup which, you know, you knew you were going to break up with them and it's just dragged yeah. on a bit too long. I feel you. Okay, so any closing points with the Raptors? We can be done with it. I can just move on. I'd say my closing point is I obviously made the mistake back in the draft when I selected the Raptors over the Nets and I've been looking at Jordan all year and thinking, what on earth? The mistake <laughs> I made was massive. The gift to Jordan was huge. I, it, that could not have gone any worse. All right, it's time to say goodbye to another one of our teams for the regular season uh, at most, and maybe, maybe they make the playoffs. I'm hoping they oh, don't. Oh, stop it. Um, oh, he's already started. I've already got him. I've fished him in. I've got him on the hook. It was so easy. Bray's so triggered by every one of his teams. You know, I could just breathe, and he's like, what? Right, the Boston <laughs> Celtics, they're one and four this week. Uh they are 32 and 30 overall. They're somehow over 500, but it feels like they've had a Raptors season. Uh, they've been shocking, personally. Uh, Bray. How dare you? You're literally just gaslighting me right now. This is insane. This is actually insane. Is it the right? Celtics are good. I don't think it is. The Celtics are Evan good. Evan Fournier is your best player. Yeah, yeah, the Celtics are good. All right, right. screw you all. You're just trying to get, get <laughs> yeah, they're, they're struggling. They're not they're struggling. The Celtics are good. The Celtics are good. They're 32 and 30. They're six and four in their last 10. Yes, they've had a pretty bad stretch, but that's mostly due to injury. In the last three weeks, they've had some massive wins against the Knicks, who are a rival in the conference, the Nuggets, the Blazers, the Lakers, and the Warriors, and the Suns. Incidentally, they destroyed the Suns. They just sat down. 13 points. Today. No, yeah, but it was a clinic. They And they didn't have... Um, <laughs> they won, they won they one game this week. They won one game this week. It was about it's a clinic. No, at the one Suns point, game. The Suns game. I know, but it was at one point... Yeah, but the, that was the 14-2 the Sun- run in the third quarter. That wasn't a clinic. The Suns should, if they are as good as we, that we say they are, should be walking out of that. If that with a Celtics team that hasn't got Jason Tatum, that should be an easy win. If they you're walking saying, into the playoffs, baby. Celtics are where we're saying they are, and the Suns where we're saying they are. I like, obviously I think the Celtics are better. Like they're on the back to back, bro. No, see, he's trying to get they're me on to the back. We bit, we bit that. Yeah, it's fine. In any case, um, the good news <laughs> for the Celtics, the Evan Fournier trade was meant to unlock their offense. It actually unlocked their defense because they traded Daniel Tice. The Time Lord came in, and their defense has been excellent after that. Unfortunately, he's missed the last seven games, which does in part explain the poor run of form recently Um, because he's a big energy guy off the bench and he's a big reason they tend not to get out rebounded. Unfortunately, all they're doing right now is plugging Tristan Thompson back in um, at that spot who doesn't fit the role as well, um, to be perfectly honest. But um, yeah, so big props to them for that. Um, They did, they do still struggle to score at points. So for example, in their recent loss to the Hornets, the only players uh, that scored in double figures were Tatum, Brown, Smart and Walker. So, um, you know, beyond that, beyond those four, plus Robert Williams and sometimes Peyton Pritchard, uh, there ain't much on that team. Let's, let's start with a sombre note and we're going to build up from there. So I just want to, yeah, I just want to say my condolences to Terence Clark and his family. Um, he was killed in the car crash earlier this week. He's born in um, Boston. He was born in Boston. He's her, he's really good friends with Kemba, Tatum and Brown and most of the Celtics. Uh, he was playing at Kentucky 
he's actually preparing for this year's draft. Um, so that's obviously a really somber note. And um, yeah, obviously thoughts and prayers are out to his family. It's, it's a really tough one to do. Um, I'm going to go to my stat line of the week. Uh, and when I mean stat line of the week, I mean a whole week of stats. Uh, and I'm shouting out Romeo Langford. And no, it's not positive. It's negative, okay? Let me talk to you about Romeo Langford, okay? Two, five, and three in 21 minutes against the Bulls. Against the Suns, he had two points in 32 minutes, okay? Against the Nets, he had zero points in 19 minutes. And in, in the Hornets game, he had two points in 16 minutes. He's dropping Alex Brayhill Cougar numbers. Only making one shot a game. Oh, uh, no, no, no. But no, no, but better than Romeo Langford. I, well, <laughs> hang on now. But anyway, <laughs> he, he's, he's not. He's you not. Terms, you are. He's not. He's not producing. Just trying, trying to make light. You were talking about Evan Fournier uh, unlocking the defense. Um, how about he unlocks some of his own play? Because this man has made, failed to make a shot in three of the six games he's played, and he's averaging eight, two, and two. Uh, so let's not talk about Evan Fournier on the offensive end. Bray, how worried are you about this heading into the postseason? Well, this 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 Romeo Langford stat line is not actually about Romeo Langford. Because the reason he's playing minutes is because they haven't got guys playing. Tatum's not playing, Brown's not playing, Kemba's not playing, Smart's not playing, Robert Williams isn't playing. And when those guys are playing in the playoffs, you won't see Romeo Langford in the rotation. He won't be in the playoff rotation, so I'm not worried about it. It has been the story of the season for them. They can't keep healthy. Um, and honestly, like, I looked back at the way these teams were drafted, and at the start of the season, like, you could look at it. You could even look at picking, picking the Raptors um, before the Nets and say, yeah, because we had no idea about KD. We had no idea if he was coming back. We had no idea they were just going to trade nothing for James Harden. Like, at the start of the season, you didn't say the Sixers are definitely going to make a leap to be the one of the top two teams in the conference. Who, who the hell was predicting that? I mean, at the start... Me? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Wildy, Wildy. That's actually a good point. Wildy was the only one who saw it. Alex didn't see it. Um, but... Yeah, he's, he's can't even, can't even can't even put it on it. So it's not it's not crazy. Like they've had a tough season, they've had injuries, they haven't been able to make the jump where other teams in the division have, and um, I don't think they should be penalised for that. Okay, well, uh, yeah, and also Bray, just to go back to the clinic, you know, they lost to the OKC Thunder as well. Yeah, uh, that's shocking. Okay. Uh, like on on some nights they look really really good and they just can't keep it consistent. Like and a big part of it's injuries as well. Like when they won against the Suns, Kemba dropped thirty two points. Like mm. what? It, it just it unlocks that team so much. And then he like leaves the Hornets game in the middle of it because his hip just randomly started hurting. Nothing wrong with it. No, you know, no diagnosis, no time off, no MRIs, whatever. He was like, oh, it just started hurting, felt really weird. Like, and that's the story of their season. Like, Campbell can't stay on the court. Um, they're riding the other guys. People are getting injured. It's, it's just a bit tough. Um, but I've thoroughly enjoyed um, having the Celtics. It has been a bit frustrating at times, but I'm, they're, they're such a promising team. Like, Jason Tatum is 22. Yeah. Like, yeah, remember, like, Jalen Brown is 24. Marcus Smart is 26. 
And um, Robert Williams, another core guy who I would have, is 23. That is insane. Yeah. Okay. Nice nice closing thoughts. Um, Should we head to the leaderboard? Give me me two minutes. Yeah, Yeah, I fooled you. He's he's, uh, he's trying to troll here. Okay, because I'm saying, didn't we have a couple more teams to talk about? You tried you your own team. Yeah, that's because they, they've been yeah. bad. I've, listen, <laughs> I was I was going to put a bag over my head. No, nah, no, nah, I got. I have. Look, I, I have, have a case to make. I have a okay, case to make. all right. Let's 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 intro. Right, the last team we are going to speak about from the Atlantic. I'm embarrassed, man. I'm embarrassed because if it wasn't for this win, we would have been 0 four this week. Yeah, uh, inex- inexcusable inexcusable yeah I'm, yeah injuries blah 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 i'm not blaming on that uh you you've choked you've given the leads to the nets well done you know we worked so so hard and they're just gonna stroll in they don't even have their best players ah i'm not happy man it's tough no. being a philly fan um I understand. it's tough okay. being a philly fan i know it's been let, a good let me know when you're done it's, it's all right. It's all right. I'm done. Wally, it's been a good. It's been a good season. It's been a really good season. Let's let's end it on positive. Let's head to delay. Yeah, man. Okay, so yeah, it has been a good season. All right. Let me. That second Milwaukee game, that is embarrassing. You yeah. guys mailed that game in. I don't know what the hell was going on. Tobias Harris, who's been on fire all season, got nine points. Um, and the next highest scorer, like the highest scorer had 15 and it was Tyrus Maxey off the bench. Um, your highest scoring starter had 13. I mean, it was just ridiculous. You didn't have Embiid in that game. Um, so I, I guess it was just like, well, we're, we're not going to be beating Giannis in the Bucks. That's really how it felt watching it, seeing it. We got I destroyed. Like, I was like, they don't care about this game. It's like, yeah, why are they going to kill themselves against the Greek freak? potentially hurt themselves going up against a moving tank uh that goes as fast as a fighter jet and and you know risk hurting themselves so close to the playoffs and that's kind of my like my positive take towards this horrific uh week which as you say you were lucky that one of your games was against (laughs) okc to be honest um because everyone beats okc um Um, <laughs> it's a clinic. It's a clinic, Wildy. I put on a clinic. <laughs> All right. So, um, Doc is a very smart man. Okay. He would have looked at those two Bucks games. And in the first one, when you guys lost and you did have him beat, it was like, and then, yeah, he went out with a shoulder tightness. He would have said, right, we're going to write this game off. It doesn't matter. Because, like, every other team, they have 11 games left. Let me just tell you what you got coming up. It don't matter. You got eleven games, eight of them, two of them against the Magic, one of them against the Pels, one of them is against the Pistons. You got sorry, Ed. You got two against the Hawks, which are at least gonna split, I can I can admit. Um <laughs> maybe win by the point is you're at least winning eight out of the next eleven. Easy. You might even win more than that. So Doc can say, look, we're gonna write off this back to back against the Bucks and we're just gonna steamroll through the rest of it. And whilst Brooklyn still load manage, we can still only get that one seed. 
there's not out of reach. I definitely still think you guys are going to get the one seed by the end of the season. That's how I'm feeling about it. Um, that's kind of what I have to say because there's not really a lot of positives to take out of this week. But it, who cares? Because the season's been amazing, um, and I'm really looking forward to see this playoff run. I feel like it's been like five years in the making. We've had like flirtations of Philly success in the postseason, and it's always just been abrupted by. Let's face it, just a bad system and coaching. Now you've got a good coach. Let's see what happens. Something's going to happen. Um, that's where I'm at. The other, just another little point I wanted to say, you guys are third in fast break points. Uh, I love it. I love, um, oh my God, his head has, his head? His name has completely just left my head, rather. Um, uh, Matisse? Thank you. My Bible is... I love the fact that you have Ben Simmons, who I think is going to be what I think he should be defensive player of the year, and yet you have you have him alongside him, which is such a nice piece because he's young as well. Ben Simmons is unstoppable in transition, and now he's got himself a fast break running mate that's going to allow them to become even more effective because Embiid ain't keeping up with Ben once he gets the Jets on going down the other end. So it's just nice to, to see that dynamic evolve and that's only going to get better as well. Um, in the playoffs, man, you guys are going to be locked down defenders in the half court and you're going to be able to run past teams. And if you get in the half court, you're putting it into Jojo in the post and, you know, you've seen what's been happening. Bennett. Right. I love it. I love it. So I was reading an article from The Ringer. Joel Embiid versus post-doubles. Okay, so stay with me here. Right. So Philly, Philly scored 1.16 points per possession when he's not doubled and 0.97 when he is. So this is better than last season. However, this season he's faced the most double teams out of anyone. And 0.97 is only slightly above average. In comparison, Jokic and Yanis score on average 1.4 points per possession, which is elite. Okay, so is this something to be worried about? Not really. I think that they've done enough changes um, with... I, I just think all the right guys have made... Uh, the right leaps uh, at the right point at this point in the season. Um, Tobias Harris has obviously played so much better. Um, you know, it's been things have evolved and everything, but there's been certain points in the season where you guys have had two of the top uh, most efficient three-point shooters in the league at times. I just think that he's, and also his passing has become so much better out of the double teams and the post. So the fact that the numbers aren't quite there it is not, it's not so important. And honestly, look, at the end of the game, if you ask me if I, who I want to have the ball in the post at the end of the game, with the game on the line, either Yanis or Embiid, I'm going Embiid a million times out of a million because Yanis hasn't been the greatest in the clutch. And Yanis in the post kind of looks a little bit awkward, whereas Joel can turn and face. He can obviously power through two guys. Seen it happen. They try and triple team him sometimes, and he still dunks it off of one dribble. It's stupid. So even if the vast amount of, if even if over this vast span of stats and games, the numbers aren't there as much as some of the other guys, it, it doesn't matter because if you're just looking at one possession where he's like, "I'm getting to the effing rim," I think he's going to get. The, the Sixers actually have the easiest schedule remaining out of all 30 NBA teams. So my advice to you, Doc, 
time to run the table. Time to run the table. Uh, Wildy, yeah. uh, any closing thoughts from you on Philly? Um, I just, I was so ready for this team to be good. Uh, just being a vicarious Philly fan through you, um, to be honest, just over like, like this, this team five years in the making and everything. So, look, I'm, I'm so glad I got to pick them. I can't believe I got them second. Uh, they were my second pick after Dallas, you know, because of the way divisions went, I, I thought I had to play it that way. Um, and hey, well, yeah, you've seen your records, man. Um, if, you, if, if you redid it with complete hindsight, I'd have gone uh, Philly, Suns, then Dallas, you know. But uh, man, it's been awesome. I love them. And, uh, but I'm not saying goodbye. Because, uh, you, uh, no, you, you, uh, you are. And I'll tell you why. Because the right thing to do because I've been watching you all season have my team is to pass the baton over to me, s'il vous plaît. Okay. No. So, no, 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 Philly, no, no. I will see you. What? No, I will what see you at the draft. I'll see you at the draft. What I'm, pick are you going to have? I'm going to have the first pick because I'm a sixth man. I can do whatever <laughs> I want. He's going to have the sixth pick. <laughs> Second, you'll take Philly. Golly. Depends on matchups, boys. Anyway, this too <laughs> might be a big ruse. Who knows right. if Philly will be there for second? No, nah, Ed. I'll end this whole thing. I'll shut it down. <laughs> right, should we head to the leaderboard? Guys, oh, Atlanta. I mean, I did. I can't wait. Can't wait. Right. Let's go from top to bottom. Some interesting, uh, interesting developments. All right. Silt Bray, the race for 400 is well and truly on. God, he looks so angry, doesn't he? He looks so pissed. Oh, <laughs> um, so you're, you're, you're still in fit. Um, Fifth place at the moment, you know, the race for the 400. You are 152 to 219 at 41%. Your best team, uh, the clinic of the Celtics and tied with the Miami Heat. Uh, your worst team is the Houston Rockets. And Minnesota's actually bridged that gap. Well, they've made a bit of a gap. Right, let's move on to Lancashire Lambeer, who has been, has been doing very well recently. Matt, you're making a late push. 176 to 191. You're at 48%. Uh, that's a big jump. It's getting a little bit, it's getting a little bit tight, isn't it? Um, Denver Nuggets is your best team. Your worst team are the, Ke the Cavaliers. Uh, Jay Wild, 191 to 178. The Paris Express still in third place. 51%. Your best team are the Phoenix Suns. Your worst team are Detroit. George, wow. Okay, 194 to 173. There is 1% uh, splitting you from second and third uh, at 52%. Um, very close to 53%. Your best team are the Brooklyn Nets and your worst team are the Chicago Bulls still. And I've got to give them credit, man. House Lasku, it, it was looking tight for a while, but that Knicks winning streak... Yeah. Has really uh, put well, not put the cat amongst the pigeons. Uh, you know, the cat, the cats have flown away, or the pigeons have flown away. Um, you're at 56 percent, 208 and 160. Uh, your best team are the Utah Jazz, your worst team is the Magic. So, just to clarify, 41 percent Bray, 48 percent Lancashire Lambert, Parantic Express, 51 percent. 52% House Vote 3 and House Lasku is 56%. So, final thoughts on this, guys. We are, we are, it's the nitty gritty now. 
Hey, Bray, man, you got 66 games. Make it up. Come on. <laughs> when he wins. <laughs> when he wins. Uh, I mean... It's looking like the um, the Tim the Timberwolves might snag a few wins against teams who are resting their entire squads. So uh, get ready for that. Yeah, yeah. it's nice oh. to see the fight from Wildy from from the battles with Matt, and now he's clawing up. <laughs> yeah, he's like enough clawing up to me. Like I'm kicking a man while he's down. Wow, you're only three games behind. If Philly had a better record this week, you'd have, you could have been tied with Jordan. Thank you. I, I, will, I, will, I will say this, guys. The fact that this leaderboard hasn't changed for the amount of weeks that we've been doing it, it might change in the last week, is yeah. insane to me. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Um, okay, cool. So that wraps up Atlantic Pacific. We are done with those two divisions in terms of the regular season. Uh, with Atlantic, we are looking for four, four teams as well to make the playoffs. And that's another good return for a good division. So we thank you, Atlantic, from the sixth man and all the other GMs. It is over and out. Right, see ya. Peace, you He's got a Nokia. Take that. Wow. All right. Anyway. Ha, 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 ha. We're back. Shoot your shot, it's back, man. Two weeks, we were, we hadn't we had done it. And you thought, oh, but they're not going to do it anymore. You know, they don't want to do it. You know, they don't want to release this stuff. We're back because there's nothing more that we like more than trolling Bray is, is do you shoot your shot. You know, even, even Bray's got a smile. I can see him. You know, he's, he's so angry with his other teams. But yeah, we, we're doing shoot your shot. The first matchup. Hosted by my man Jay Wild. Uh, it is oh, yeah. it is Tauslaski versus uh, Salt Bray in the first matchup. Uh, take it away, my man. Hell yeah! So uh, obviously been a crazy, crazy weird season. Uh, we've had uh, a lot of nice surprises. Fortunately, a lot of injuries to multiple like top twenty guys in the league, um, which has helped birth um, some unexpected contenders late on in the season. Um, yeah, won't say who I might be thinking about. Um, but what I want to know from you guys is, as things progress and start to get back to normal, if you're thinking about next year, next season, which one of these emerging teams is most likely to sustain success uh, as we move forward into next year? So I'm going to go with... It's real, right. real somber, isn't it? Let's, get, let's get the energy going. You know, it's real no, somber here. No, I was just waiting to see who was going to go first because yeah, I think sorry, it might I, change. I, was like, yeah, I think yeah, it I might like, change I drastically. I was to pick somebody. So I, was, I yeah. hadn't had that in my head yet. So I'm going great. This is excellent because now it means I get I get I I had I had three options, but I, I my heart was only really in one. So Woo. this is there excellent. you go. All right. Yeah. Are you timing yourself or am I timing you? You're timing me. Okay. Otherwise, I'll just it. cheat. <laughs> remember, yeah, remember the call as well, Wildy. That... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I'll do a better job than Bray does with that. He oh, pump faked. He pump faked the time. One time. That. One time I did that. And then I, gave, <laughs> and then I gave him extra time. So he had like a minute and a half. Yeah, that's so true. I had so much time. <laughs> right. All right. You ready to go? Three, yeah. two, 
one, go. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but it's the Atlanta Hawks because they've had <laughs> the fourth most games missed to injury in the entire league. They've had the second most wins lost due to injury. And that's basically looking at like win shares of players. So they've had quality players out. And in the regular season, four of their eight top guys have only played a third of the season. It's like, I, w- I couldn't believe it looking at the numbers, but the numbers don't lie. Um, they've had their good guys out. And I think they've built a really nice team. I think it looks like, I mean, I've come to like them more as the season's gone on. And I think they're at a point now where they're just getting good. They haven't had that playoff experience and therefore they're going to do what we've seen the Bucks do and go ham in the regular season to prove that they are among the upper echelon of those teams moving forward. Um, If they can retain this young core and get them healthy, I think they're going to be a seriously good team. Okay. Your points will be considered. A smirk. He was so happy. <laughs> he was so happy. Haslaskin, are you ready? Three, two, one, go. So the obvious answer is the Knicks, but we're not going to go there because that's too easy. I'm going to say the Phoenix Suns. And there was only one person out of all of us that was smart enough to see the Phoenix Suns doing well this year. And that was Mr. Wildsmith over here. So Phoenix Suns last year, they were they were like the the shoot the throwing team at the end of the bubble. They're like, you know what, we're just putting the Suns in there. And what did they do? They went 8-0. and They absolutely killed it in the bubble. And this year, they went and done even better. This is in a West that's, that's really tough to get into as well compared to the East, where the East, you can see a lot of teams stepping up again because of the uh, issues they had, Orlando with all their injuries, and Toronto with all the things going on, which which were happening in their team, Boston, whoever, all these injuries, those East teams will get back to where they were before. The West, however, the fact that Phoenix are still performing where they are now tells you a lot, and they still got the young core group. Wildy, actually, earlier you just said, Devin Booker loves to hang on those big games. I can't, I'm not sure if we can say the same thing about Trey Young or some of the other players that Atlanta have, but we know that Phoenix are a proven commodity right now, and they will be next year as well. Very interesting. Very interesting. The battle of the bum lips. I mean, <laughs> honestly, because all, all Ed did was bum lip wild and then kick me a bit at the end there. No, but I was but, genuinely surprised that I settled on the Hawks. Honestly, no, I, no. I didn't want to do it, but I was like, They've missed so many games. That's why. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time's up. Yeah, the magic, but the magic are terrible. Time's up. So let's not even... (laughs) He's only only repeating points he said. Yeah, shitty points, to be fair. Yeah, carry on, Bray. You're just making it worse for yourself. Go on. (laughs) Wadi, good luck, man. Oh, man. Yeah, this is... Through gritted teeth. Oh my Christ! Yeah, I can't. I can't even look you guys in the eyes right now. Like, it's, it's, that's how tough this is. Um, obviously, they're both teams I've covered uh, all season. Obviously, so I like some of these points are nuts, and I love it that you guys told me points that even I wasn't one hundred percent aware of. Obviously, I knew a lot of the Hawks guys missed a lot of games. Um, I'm gonna tell you who I'm picking, and then I, I have to give some some backup on it because neither of you are wrong in my opinion. But I think the win does go to Lasky, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because I think 
one of the secret ingredients, weirdly, and this kind of happened with the Suns early on as well. The weird thing is about the Hawks is, it, at the beginning of the season, obviously had a really good start, but we had some guys go out and some of our top guys. And I think we almost, we had too many people and we kind of didn't know what our identity was. And I think some of the fact that we had guys out allowed us to establish a bit of a better chemistry and find out who we are, um, which is a weird, like positive actually to have on like some of your best guys being injured. But like, again, it's um, like, you could look at it both ways, but I, I, that's only, that's like literally the only way I could like differentiate between the two arguments. Um, and to go against the Hawks kills me. Like I say, I think you guys are both right, but I think I have to, I have to go to the Suns. Well, 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 well. Uh, second matchup. Let's move on, man. Um, it's going to be me v Jord, and that is going to be fronted uh, by Matt Langshavambir. The floor is yours. So we have just had the Oscars in the past week. And we've had some great success from British actors with Anthony Hopkins winning Best Actor and Daniel Kaluuya winning Best Supporting Actor. So what I want to know is which player in the NBA has been the Best Supporting Act this season. So we'll start off with George. You've got a minute on the clock. Are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> we'll see. I'll, Let's go. I'll count you down. Three, two, <laughs> one, go. Okay, for me, I'm going to have to go homegrown with this, and I'm going for Portland Trailblazers. Um, Portland Trailblazers, CJ McCollum, sorry. Uh, the reason why I say that, um, yes, he has missed 25 games um, during that and gone through that recovery period. But with that, this season, he has been averaging his best with 23 points and 48 assists, um, knocking down 41% uh, from three so that's been incredible uh usually when Lillard goes out he's there to be that backup when they're on court together they're just that deadly partnership batman meet robin there you go kill a team with that um he's also that clutch player for us on the outside um like i mentioned before um with teams you don't also have to have like that two partnership you want to see your number two being able to perform when your leader is down and i think lillard provides that in buckets for our team nice in true hollywood style <laughs> alex <a> wild west. <laughs> you ready? best supporting right. act lights camera action the 76ers are second in the East. They only have three less wins than they had last year. Yes, it's been Joel Embiid and Doc, but Tobias Harris should win Best Supporting Act. He's shown up in big moments. He hit a game winner against the Lakers, had 36 points against the Jazz, and he has 11 double-doubles for a non-rebounder. Plus, Embiid and Simmons have missed 31 games combined, so he's had to shoulder on that load when, they, when they're out. He's just below the 50-40-90 club and is number two on the Sixers for scoring, averaging 20 points per game. The next highest Sixer, Ben Simmons, 14.8. That's so important for a team that ranks 15th in offense. But why I think he's perfect for this award? He was snubbed for the All-Star team. And how many Oscar snubs have we seen? Here's looking at you, Chadwick Boseman, Leo DiCaprio, and Jimon Honsu. Where is the damn one? 
Right. Okay. So I love both arguments there. I love both players as shouts. I really like um, the shout of CJ McCullum. He's that partnership with him and Lillard. I think you're really right there. Um, you summed it up in the true Hollywood style, famous double act Batman and Robin. Um, the one thing I would say argument against Lillard, uh, against McCullum would be missing those 25 games. And with Portland's form this season, it hasn't been the best, especially tailing off towards the end, which probably means I'm going to side towards Alex with that shout with um, Tobias. And yeah, I, I think you spoke to it with the fact that um, with how many games in Bede and Simmons have missed and how he's filled in and mentioning that what he's near enough close to that 50-40-90 club, you backed it up with the stats and the standings in the conference don't lie. The Sixers are second and they probably will end up topping that East, Eastern Conference. So I'm going to have to go with Alex for this one. Right, Leo should have won an Oscar for Wolf. Rigged, man. Give, us, yeah. give him the sympathy award for the Revenant. Some BS. Oh, gosh, yeah. Right, two great questions. Um, thank you to both Wadi and Matt for those. Amazing. And wins for Sickman and House Lasku. So shoot a shot. Um, we're going to be wrapping up who was the best from shoot shot and who was the worst um spending those arguments when we come to the end of the regular season we're going to go to our new favorite game the green list uh jordan um yeah i mean take it away man this is your segment yeah okay the green list so again guys here's how it goes for the new viewers listen up the Green List, inspired by Draymond Green. So in this uh, little game, uh, my co-presenters will have to name as many players as they can from an NBA draft, okay? To help them with this, I'll name a player from their draft and also give a couple of pointers and tips from that to start them off. It will only be the first round from that draft, so they'll have a total of 30 players in all to name, okay? Uh, with that, it will also run as a knockout or killer format. So with that, if for example, uh, someone gets it wrong and the next person gets it right, then the person previous who got it wrong is knocked out. However, with this, it does not stack, okay? Does everyone understand? Yes. I got Lovely. So, the dimes I'll be dropping, you know, keeping it basketball related, it keeping it punny. Um, so the draft was 2014, you know, taking you all the way back. Uh, the top five teams of the draft were the Cavs, Bucks, 76ers, Magic, and Jazz. Whoa, 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 hang on, whoa, 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 slow down, slow down. Hey, roll, hang on, Cavs, Bucks, Sixers. Magic and Jazz. Top five teams. Oh, man. Okay. Interesting. Oh, the stress has already started. <laughs> and your lead player for this green list is Zach Levine. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, All right. Um, what's, what's the order? Um... Order, let me get it up. That's right, that's right. So we are gonna go Ray, Wildy, Ed, Matt, then Alex. Ray, Wildy, Ed, Matt, Alex. Okay, cool. 
Okay, well, I guess I'm kicking this off. I have a sneaking suspicion that this is, in fact, the Anthony Bennett draft. Is that correct, Anthony Jordan? Bennett. Um, is it not the Anthony Bennett draft? It is not the Anthony Bennett <laughs> draft, I'm afraid. The Cavs have had too many well, draft. Get him out. Get him out. Get him out. No, he can't. He can't. He can't. I'm out. safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. Is he? Oh, wait. So, oh, no, no, he's no, not. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not. you're on the... He's gone. See you later. You're on the chopping block, my friend. Yeah, but if there's anybody that's going to fuck this up, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Is this okay? If it's not, if it's not Anthony Bennett, is this the Andrew Wiggins draft? Are you going for Andrew Wiggins? Can I confirm Number that? Number one pick by the Cavs. That is correct, Andrew oh, Wiggins. God. Number one, Bray, you're gone. <laughs> God damn, Cavs, man. Too many number one draft picks. That's my bad. Oh man. It's the, year, it's the year LeBron went back. The Cavs yeah. drafted Wiggins. They traded to traded Minnesota. Him. LeBron went back to Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. Wildy dropping the knowledge. <laughs> Can Ed follow up? Let's find out. Yeah. You're so, Ed. unless I'm just completely being stupid, I think number two, it was the the phrase going into the season was, you got to be sorry for Jabari. So, Jabari Parker. Correct. Jabari Parker, number two. Going in order, guys. I like it. Me next. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Um, fortunately, with that, buddy, Jimmy Butler is not there for that draft year. Put yourself on the chopping block. No, we know who you're going to say, Alex. Yeah, man. The need for Embiid. The <laughs> process, baby. Oh, of course. Oh. How did I know that was going to be your first pick? Yeah. And also, <laughs> he, he got drafted and his face, because there was the late, really angry. And he was like, and this is when we <laughs> suck. So, yeah, check that out if you, if you guys don't know. <laughs> Of well, course, that's really annoyed me that it's the NBA draft because now I'm trying to think. Oh, never mind. Oh. <laughs> of course, Joel Embiid on there in the third pick. I like that we're going in order with this. It's very nice, very neat, showing your knowledge. Unfortunately, Matt, you are gone with that. Okay, so with that, we are back to Wildy. The two Matts, of course, this gone. Might, this might be a quick one, you know. What did Lasky say? You're supposed to be writing this down. Sorry for Jabari. Oh, of course you did. My bad. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm thinking the Jazz pick might have been Exxon. Correct. Dante Exxon. Well played, man. Oh! <laughs> that's, that's good. Got, that's good knowledge. I would have got that wrong. I would have got that wrong. Oh, bro. I thought you were going to say I would have got that right. I was like... No. What? <laughs> Bro, I already couldn't name anyone. Because I, I just, yeah, I remember here, yeah. He was like long and skinny and everyone was yeah. like, oh, Kevin Durant. And it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So to round up the top five, you've got the Cavs player, we've got the Bucks player, we've got the 76ers player, we've got the Jazz player. Fourth is the Magic. That was Aaron Gordon. Correct. Aaron oh, Gordon. So the top five he was picked are off the board. Wow. No, that I for his potential, I thought that's that's about right. But I just didn't know. I had no gauge about when Aaron Gordon came in, basically. Alex, you're up. Uh, I'm going to go to number six because this draft was stacked. Um, there was loads of big prospects in this one. I'm going to go with Marcus Smart out of Oklahoma State. Spot on. Marcus Smart, of course, going to the Boston Celtics in that draft. Number six. Love that. Awesome. Liking this. Okay. Back to Wildy. Can I just say, right, Hawks have had no picks in any of these drafts for so long, which is why I know nothing. <laughs> I was going to say, Alex knows these drafts really, really well because the Sixers were awful. In there, man. Damn it. Um, the Zach Levine draft, man. Come on. Um, uh... Alex Googling. There you go. Um... Sorry, Adam, just writing down my list. Coming with the ammunition. I've, I've got a couple as well, but I don't have as I much feel as like, you. I feel like... Philly had another like player in that draft <laughs> that was. And it's so annoying because I don't think it's this guy. But if it is, thank God. But then again, I feel like they were set there with different years because again, Philip had a million picks. But it was it wasn't Nerlens Noel, was it? Mm. No. It's the year before, I think. I know, yeah, freaking knew it. Nah, it's tough. It's tough. Not right? with that, buddy. No Nerlens. Well, I'll, 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 I've got a prediction. I think I'm out. Yeah. So <laughs> like you'll be singing your own Noel tonight. <laughs> I learned, so I've got one I know for sure, and I've got one which I'm a bit of a maybe, but because it's Alex and he's gonna fucking get it right, I'm gonna have to go with the one that I know for sure, but it's a bit of a niche answer. And it was the second guy Orlando drafted that year, because it's the first year I became a proper magic fan, and the second guy was Alfred Payton. Mm. Oh, sick. Alfred Payton. He was, um, and he was picked by Philly, so it was a trade involving Philly. Yeah, um, yeah. There was a really, there was a really awkward interview because Michael Carter Williams had just got Rookie of the Year, and he was actually at the draft. Oh yeah, he was. And we got drafted, yes. and Payton got drafted, and they asked Michael Carter Williams, and they were like, "Oh, well, what do you think about that?" And this is why I'm going with my pick because we traded for. The homie who is not with us anymore, sadly, uh, Dario Saric. Oh, yeah. Dario Saric on the twelfth pick. I thought, he was gonna, I thought he was going to be a bust, but he's very good. So I apologise, Dario. He didn't look good, but you turned out great. Miss you, miss you, Dario. Loving the sounds on the Dario train. So. <sighs> I don't know this for sure. It's just a random name that popped into my head. Alex said it was a stack draft. I think, oh, maybe this guy was there. I'm going to say Jamal Murray. Ooh. Jamal Murray. Love that pick. Let's find out. 
Or Bray's, Bray's, Bray's giving it away. Bray's not convinced. Damn it. Well, no, Jamal Murray's not there, I'm afraid. You're on the chopping block. Alex, you're going to put him out of his misery. Oh, you know I am. Uh, okay. Well, Ed, man, you know, your, your team that has salvaged your number one pick, um, this guy that featured in this draft uh, has carried the New York Knicks this season. Ah, Julius. Um, and he actually, he wasn't getting drafted because apparently, well, he didn't get drafted very high because he had small hands. Yeah. That was uh, number eight, straight off the Celtics, you're right. Uh, so yeah, I'm going with Julius Randle, uh, George. King Julius. Number number seven pick. And Alex kills it with a great sweep with his shots, man. Yeah, of course, Julius Randle, seventh pick. George, I got I got some more. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In this draft was Nick Rocks. So Nick Stauskas was in this draft. Yeah. God damn Kings coming back to this haunt me. Was also hey, the draft. Stauskas? Stauskas, exactly. Stauskas. <laughs> and this was also the draft where Bill Simmons celebrated because they picked James Young. Oh, was it? Yeah. They- he celebrated, they picked James Young and he got caught on camera. I think he got fired after that. He was doing <laughs> He was like, he was like that, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So, and then the other two ones are Philly boys who, one's not in the league anymore, but another is playing really well. Jeremy Grant, he was in there. We, got, we picked him. And also KJ McDaniels will be in that draft as well. Can I say, the oh, other name I thought about oh, yeah, Philly, KJ's there. Jeremy Grant, what if- where did Jeremy, what was Jeremy, Grant, Jeremy Grant's late second round? Um, oh, right. Holmes might have been a couple of years after. I, I say, though, if you just said Grant, that's technically, it's not first round, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, it's not. No, it's the second round. Mm-hmm. Same with KJ. Mm, this, was the, this was the draft where um, Chicago actually traded up with Denver. They traded up for Dougie McBuckets and gave away Nurkic and Gary Harris. Oh, this draft is stacked. I mean, now you would say possibly because because McDermott's actually quite good for the Pacers. He was just never that good. Yeah. So it's a kind of questionable one. It's like, yeah, who's the winner? I don't know. Really, out of college, he he averaged the most points, but people were like. They didn't believe it because his dad was the coach. Ah, uh, oh, I didn't know that was the thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who else have we got in here? Shabazz Napier. Yeah. I wasn't sure because you guys Napier. mentioned that's when LeBron left, and LeBron uh, said in the said tweeted out, "Oh, we should really get Shabazz Napier." Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah. They didn't. They uh, Charlotte drafted Shabazz. Miami drafted PJ Hairston. Oh, that's gosh. when. Um, yeah, well, Shabazz was on that UConn team with Kemba. Yeah. They won the champ- yeah. national championship. Yeah, thank, thanks, Jude. No worries, man. Carl Anderson's in this one. So is Rodney Hood. Oh, don't talk to me about Rodney Hood. <laughs> yeah, th- you're right. This was a good draft. There are a lot of good players in here. A lot of really good players. And Aaron Gordon. Sorry, you in the second you... round. Mm-hmm. Huh? Jokic put in the second round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. Should we, should we wrap it up? Yes, sir. Uh, before, just before you do, mad mm-hmm. stat, um, Andrew Wiggins has 5,000 more minutes played than anyone else in this draft. Wow. Mm. How, how about foreign guys born with over uh, 20,000? <laughs> <000? laughs> uh, 
Very good. <laughs> Guarantee he's a top foreign scorer in this draft. Oh no, maybe maybe Joe. This, this five thousand. That draft was so weird. Dude, I, I just sorry. I just remember Andrew Wiggins getting interviewed after he drafted, and they were knew he was going to get traded. Mm. And he was like, he was sort of was like, oh, I don't believe it. I was like, no, Kevin loves you're going to get traded. That's just so weird. Anyway, mm. um, thank you, Jordan, for the green room. Uh, no that wraps up the extra segment for week 19. We'll be back next week with all of the regular, the regular schedule program. I guess that's what you <laughs> call it. Um, so yeah, from the sick man myself and all the other GMs, it is over and out. Catch you on the flip side. Peace out. Peace out. See you. Bye bye.